Welcome back to the Turn on the Music podcast. This is episode 31. We have another special guest with us this evening. A guest who has never been here before, uh, unlike last week where we had Nick who was here for the third time. Um, and actually, I think that was our longest episode ever, too. That was an hour and 50 minutes. So for those of you that stuck through the whole thing, thank you. Uh, as always, we got CJ here. How are you tonight, sir? What's your name? I don't remember. I mean, you didn't even introduce yourself this time. You were on a winning streak. I was. It was four weeks in a row, and now I'm done. So, everybody, I'm talking to Kyle. My name's CJ, and and he, at least he introduced uh, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. I have not Hi. introduced Jenny yet, but I was going to. Oh, you didn't? You, I no. thought you did. <laughs> no, I was about to. Oh, you said guest, though. You did say guest. I did say guest. <laughs> okay, Back well, on. hi, everybody. We have Jenny with us. <laughs> Hi. Welcome, welcome. How are you this evening, Jenny? I am wonderful, thank you. It's good, CJ. How are you? I, I feel I, I like you said. I have that light now that you can see me better on camera. You look a lot better. All right. Well, listen. I, anything I could do to make this old man look younger, still not working. <laughs> no, it's not working. But I mean, you look better. But that's yeah. you know. Well, you, thank you couldn't you. look much worse. Oh wow. Okay. So. <laughs> How about you, Kyle? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, been crazy at work, and but you know, whatever. <laughs> We're almost almost stuck at the Christmas break, which is good. So that's cool. So yeah. Do you get a week off? I do. I'm off from the 23rd through the second. How did you so, get that gig? Uh, so I technically work for a school. Oh, that's right. You do all so that's... I, I mean, even though I do, I, I, I'm contracted out by that school. Um, I get off that week, or was it two weeks? Maybe I don't know. So, must be nice. Well, last year I was homeless, so I don't really remember it. <laughs> so I sold my house last year on the twenty third. That's right. And then I bought my new house on the twenty eighth. That's so right. I was technically homeless for Christmas last year, which mm. was weird. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't give him any sympathy. He was in a fine. I was living spot. with my mom. I mean, it was wasn't a big deal. Um, so it was it was actually a, a, a fun Christmas because. Um, so my mom has three dogs. I have three dogs. My sister who lives with my mom has three dogs. So there were nine dogs in the house. I was in the living room. So it was the six dogs on top on the top floor. My sister had three dogs on the bottom floor. It was just, you know, the dogs just kind of hung out and we just, I played Xbox most of the time. So, yeah. So what are you guys listening to this week? Uh, let's start with CJ so Jenny can think about what she's been listening to. CJ knows this question is coming, so... Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I was, um, as I've spoken about my friend Carmen and coworker, we were uh, we were on lunch break. We we're in the car, and uh, Harry Connick Jr.'s Christmas. Uh, we were talking about Christmas songs, mm-hmm. and she mentioned she liked Harry Connick Jr. And it was very, it was kind of, it took me back for a moment because she's very much into like '90s hip hop because that's kind of the music she listens to. So I was like, really. You really like Harry Connick Jr.? She goes, I love all his music. So it brought me back to 1995 when I was 60. And um, there was an album that he had called Star Turtle. And it, it's about this turtle that comes from outer space. And it talks about a little bit how crazy humans are. Um, but there's one song. I'm going to play it. I, did you share audio because you are host? Um, I did not. Can you share audio so I can? It actually... says multiple participants can share simultaneously, so you should. Okay, good. that means it stays set. So I'm gonna play the song that I think, I think of when I when I um when I play the out al- when I think of the album, and it's called "How Do You All Know." 
Uh, did you actually push the share button? What? Did you actually push the share button? No, because I totally forgot. I thought I, you know. <laughs> now this we're going to try to work with folks. I mean, this is ridiculous. Wow. Do you, you, you need an IT guy there to like yeah. run your sound. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> he, he decided to move to Ohio, so I don't understand any of that. Because here he had to work with you. <laughs> so here we go. Um, now you should be able to hear the song. song that is a good song and then what's the name of that album again it's called star turtle star turtle okay on the on the co- on the cover um is actually a turtle with a star painted on it and he's laying down next to it then it reminded me of the album he did in 1991 called blue light and i'm just gonna play the first song blue light red light trap I don't worry about the flights or count the stairs cuz I know someone's there I took the high and sweeping up and then the album goes a little obscure I, after that I think I need to start listening to some <laughs> Harry Connick Jr this week Harry Connick Jr is impressive Jenny have you ever listened to him um I've heard him on the radio once in a while but right. not and choose to select it yeah, I mean it, it. It really depends upon your genre of music, but yeah, I'm a huge fan, and I forgot how much of a fan I was. So um, I think the next week is going to be a lot of Harry Connick Jr. for me. Nice, but that's kind of the that's stuff that stood out. So, Jenny, you want to try any songs? Anything you've been anything you've been listening to this past week? Um. Well, I'm a huge Christmas person, and so. After Thanksgiving, I'm allowed to officially listen to Christmas music. Depends Although I've been ask. rehearsing it since September. So um, <laughs> Christmas music. And we just got back from Disney. So um, Disney and Christmas has kind of been what my playlist has been. Nice. That's right. And it's all over the place. It's all over the place. Instrumental and the Muppets and Disney. Garth Brooks is my he's my guy. Garth Brooks is my guy. Awesome, but he's not on. You can't get him on anything. He pulled Amazon all Music. Th- you can. That's the only one. 
He really? pulled himself off that. of Apple Music. I believe he pulled himself off of Spotify. Yeah. There's huh. a whole big thing about it being on Amazon Music. Yep. How was your how was your trip? Was it good? It was awesome. Yep, just me and Harmony. Oh nice. Yeah. Girls trip. That's awesome. About a week. And we did um uh we did Disney Springs, we did Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Awesome. The Mickey's Christmas party. So it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Very cool. He's ready to go back. I'm like, you have a couple years before we can afford to. <laughs> <laughs> well, hope hopefully with uh, Iger coming back, that changes and it makes it a little bit easier for. It's absurd how yeah, expensive. No, it is. I think it'll take some time, but I think he's gonna get it back to where it should be. I mean, it's always gonna be expensive, but I think he's gonna make it a little bit more reachable than than it used to be than what than what it's been. So the flights and stuff, everything was like so expensive. Yeah. Yeah, we made cool. lots of it. It was a lot of fun. Disney ho- holiday, the Muppets can't mess with the Muppets. Oh, Muppets! John Denver and the Muppets is like the best Christmas CD, and the Muppets Christmas Carol is like the best Christmas Carol out there. All right, in my opinion. <laughs> Talking about a Muppet, Kyle. Hey, what's up, <laughs> Kyle? Kyle, what have you been listening to? Uh, and I'm afraid is... I'm kind of afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has been so CJ, you know this. We we had Darren on two weeks ago, and he mentioned uh, vinyl junkies on Twitch. So I have been watching Sam on Twitch uh, of vinyl junkies, and he is a potty mouth. So if you have kids, don't watch him. Um, but his, so he has a collection of, of records that's about 10,000. He's got about 10,000 records in his basement and he just streams records, uh, all day long for about eight hours a day, six days a week. And on, uh, on Mondays it's metal Monday. So it's all metal music. And then Sundays he does jazz. I missed the jazz show this weekend cause I was out and about doing things, but, uh, he just brought up so many groups that either I've wanted to listen to but forgot, never heard of before, and started to like, and then like weird, just weird stuff. So I've been listening to uh, Gentle Giant, um, Jean-Luc Ponty, who was a violinist uh, who played a lot with Stanley Clark in the, the fusion jazz era. Um, then I started listening, when I was listening to Gentle Giant, I went, oh, these kind of, kind of sound almost like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. So I went down the Emerson, Lake, and Palmer road. And then um, just, I mean, Mono Neon is another one. He was Prince's bass player. Um, he's got some really great stuff. Uh, Hank Williams Jr. I, I, I started listening to. Just, I mean, just a whole bunch. And then Bella Fleck and the Flecktones today. So I thought I'd give you just a little a little sneak peek of um, uh, Gentle Giant because I, I, it it's a band that I've always wanted to, like, start listening to. They're, they're very... It, it's a it's a little bit Emerson Lake and Palmer. It's British rock, but it's got like Renaissance in it and some classical music in it and a little bit of everything. So, this is uh, off of their um, album called Octopus, and this is called the Advent of Panurge. They're coming over Charlton Bridge. Look, do you see the man who is poor but rich? What 
do you wish and where do you go? Where do you go? Where are you? Where you from? Will you tell me your name? you tell me your name? Rest a while, call me your friend. Please stay with me. I'd like to help. Then he said. So it's a little bit medieval. It's a little bit. It's it's got some really great vocals in it. They do a lot of acapella stuff, like in the middle of tunes. They do like this like breakdown of the tune. It's it's really kind of interesting. Um, and yeah, so it's just, it's been a mixture of just so much stuff. Uh, today was Bella Fleck day though. So we did uh, live with the quick and the live art album. So that's what I've been listening to. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I cut you off. I definitely cut you off before. Um, there was something that you wanted to share. Where are we now? Where can you talk to us? Oh, right. Uh, I was going to do that in a little bit, but yeah, so we are, um, we're going to talk more about this during the, the Christmas, the last holiday Christmas episode that we're doing, but um, one of the things that I want to focus on for season two is community. So episode, you know, season one has been more of like, how do we make all this work? Do we, um, do we, how long does it take me to edit an episode? You know, how do we make this whole remote interview thing work? So that was what season one was about. And season two is going to be more about growing the community. So we are now on Discord. Um, so there will be a Discord link in the show notes. Um, so please join us on Discord. Um, we've got a couple channels in there, what you're listening to. we got a gear channel. So um, I'll start posting some of the gear that I use and that sort of thing if you guys are interested. And then um, we did a, I did a test today of uh, Twitch because... Uh, Honestly, it was Vinyl Junkies kind of was like, oh, it's, it looks kind of fun. Let's see what we can do on Twitch. So uh, I, I'm going to start doing um, probably an hour before we record on Wednesday evenings where I'm going to go live on Twitch and just answer questions and maybe play some music and um, then we'll jump on and do the recording. And eventually in season two, we're going to get a Patreon. That'll be part of the Patreon package. So. Um, so yeah, so Discord and Twitch will be in the show notes. Um, CJ, I know you and I were talking about maybe going live, not this weekend, but the following weekend, December 9th. I don't know if you're available, um, but we'll tweet it out if that's, a, if that's the case, and we'll also put it in the Discord as well. So um, yeah. And the only reason why he's going on an hour before we record is so I am not there and he could do it by himself and not deal with me for an hour. Yes. Just admit it. Because yep. you, because that's what it is. That yes. being said, you you were the only one that watched the stream today and <laughs> harassed me. So it was cool. Um, yes, next next weekend, um, I think it'd be interesting to hop on and and do a live and start and just go and see what yep. happens. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, whatever you want to tell. Yep. Come 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 join us. Um, cool. It's always cool to plug ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Not sponsored, as Not we sponsored. like to say. Yes. Except for my, my shirt today does sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> um, so let's get to our guest, shall yes, we? Yes. Yes. All right. So Jenny and I and Chris, oh, C, sorry, CJ. Here we go. Who's this um, guy, CJ? <laughs> we all went to uh, college together. And um, yeah, so many, many moons ago. Yep. And should, I we was, date, should we date ourselves? Are we ready? Well, you're 1865, right? I'm 1865. <laughs> Which means you graduated college in about 18. No, I totally started before you guys because yep, I started in 98. Jenny, yep. when did you start? 99. 99. Yep. And you, so I started a year before. Though I may be 20 years older in looks. I <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is very true. You totally look 20 years. You actually 
don't look like you've changed much in the 20 years that we've known you so i know that's what people keep saying yeah listen you got the jeans baby face that's awesome i you know what i think it is i i've been dealing with cj for the last 20 years and he's been dealing with me let's be let's be honest so that's why we look the way we do i was looking at a picture of myself from a year ago and my beard had was not as white as it is now <laughs> it was actually it had red like jenny's hair in it uh, uh, jenny's hair it had red in it and no more like, it's just <laughs> it's gone maybe my mustache i have that weird thing going anyway so let's 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 talk let's talk about jenny or let's have jenny talk about her yeah so we have so give us a quick little rundown of who you are and what you're doing and then we'll ask you some questions and then we'll ask you some more questions and then we'll let you go to sleep <laughs> well, I am a single mom to a beautiful girl named Harmony who is nine. Spitting image of you. Spinning image of you. She, she, yeah, she totally is. Sorry. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, and so uh, and music has been my life as far as I can remember. Um, and it's always been something that I was drawn to and came naturally to me. Um, I played flutes in school and handbells in church and that's where it all started <laughs> my obsession with handbells and um yeah so i went to school for music education didn't quite finish but that's how i met you guys so you sing too don't you um i sing in chorus and um choir but not you solo no but you sing you're in choir that's we met in band because you played flute but we also but it was also chorus right yeah in church i sang tenor um i love singing tenor it's the best part in uh in school i was like made to be a alto Ugh. he said i should be a second soprano I'm like there's no way i'm gonna be a soprano <laughs> 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 if i can't be a tenor i guess i'll be an alto i sound like a tenor today but i have but. to say i I was singing a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it's a couple of months ago now. I hit a low C for the first time. I was like, whoa, maybe I'm not a tenor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so. The tenors are the best parts, man. Yeah, I, they miss, do. I miss singing yeah. in the choir. Yeah. 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 I don't think I'm a tenor anymore, but people still say I'm a tenor. Mm -hmm. I'm a very dark tenor, but yeah. I'm a tenor. So, yeah, um, I'm working on doing uh, a piece for our our last episode for the holiday season. I'm like, I think I need to transpose this down. It's a little high. <laughs> so we'll see if that's, that actually happens. Well, I don't know that's yet. too funny. Uh, I'd like to pull it off in the original key if I can. So so let me ask you this. What drew you to music? Um, I, Nothing really drew me into music. Um, my parents were involved in the music ministry at church. Um, and I was just, I grew up around it and naturally became active in it. And in school, I played recorder and I was such a music snob. I answered all the questions and teachers had to tell me to stop answering the questions. Um, <laughs> it was just something that I've been obsessed with as long as I can remember. Um, and I, I'm obsessed with music notes. I have music notes everywhere. Um, just music in general. It's just been a part of me. So when did you start playing instruments? Uh, you said recorder. I assume that was probably what second, third grade, maybe fourth grade. Um, I think third grade, okay. maybe. Yes, and then um, flute was probably fourth fourth grade. That was my instrument for school. And, and um, did you choose the flute, or did you, was that chosen for you? 
I picked the flute. I don't know why, but that's the instrument that I picked. <laughs> um, I was actually the last one in my grade to learn how to actually make a sound out of the flute. And then um, towards, I was um, first chair, you know, for most of high school and stuff like that. And everyone else kind of just quit. So I was the last one to learn and I was the last one like remaining <laughs> towards the end. So. so I assume you consider yourself an instrumentalist and not a singer. I do, although like like I do sing in chorus and choir, um, but not solo. Okay, but I enjoy it. Yes. So, what kind of music do you perform most? <laughs> um, uh, I think you and I are going to be a little bit similar on this one. Um, Christmas music. Um, I currently am just doing bells right now, and so um, Christmas is big. And then our spring season is normally. Um, popular like um last season it was um tv and movie themes this season is pop rock and roll um so we're a community group and um we don't do the the church stuff although um i do miss doing the church stuff but um we're definitely more christmas and uh secular so we should just clarify that you play flute and handbells because i don't think you mentioned that you play handbells so and you play in a handbell choir Yes, two, two handbell choirs. Right? Two handbell yep. choirs. And so, you started both of them, right? Yes, I awesome. started um, Long Island Resound about seven years ago, I think. Um, and after last season, I was like, or spring season, I was like, we should probably start another one because Babylon on Long Island is Western and there's lots of Long Island to the east. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of interest when we are out this way, but Babylon's too far. Right. So I was like, well, if we start one out east, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. And so I did. I reached out and I had a lot of um, people interested and auditioned and they're rocking it. So nice. <laughs> um, we have two groups now. I'm in both. And um, my December calendar is quite full. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you start a bell choir? Where, where does your love of bell choir come from? Um, I started playing bells, I would say about 30 years ago at church. Yeah. Um, and so every time I say that at a concert, people like, look like, how is she playing bells for 30 years when she's only 20 years old? She was one. She turned, she turned one and mastered the bells. It's like, I'm older than I look, I promise. But, um, no, my mom, um, was my mom and dad played in the adult handbell choir at church and um, she was pregnant with me while she was playing. Um, and then as I got older, um, I was, I started ringing and the director asked my mom if she would start a youth bell choir. And my mom was only, <laughs> she was young. She was, yeah, she was young and she was scared. She's like, no, I, I don't think so. She didn't want to, but the word yes came out. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so she's been directing me, and we've been ringing together um, for 30, 30 years or so. And she's the director for the two groups that I'm in now. Um, but up until about seven years ago, it's always been church um, mm-hmm. that I've been ringing in. And it was an advanced teenage handbell ensemble. Um, and so <clears throat> I, I love the challenge and playing the difficult music. And there's not a lot of bell ensembles on Long Island. No, um, no. And there's definitely no community bell ensembles mm-hmm. on Long Island. And my dream is always to start one. And um, 
the Raleigh Ringers, um, which are like one of the best handbell ensembles in the country, mm-hmm. um, they they hosted a an event, the Virtuoso event, and they reached out to the handbell community. Um, you had to audition, send a video and stuff like that. And if you were selected, you'd go down to Raleigh for a weekend, um, an intense advanced um, concert, and then you'd play alongside the Raleigh Ringers. Um, and I was I was selected, and so <laughs> my mom and I we drove down to North Carolina with my daughter, who was like seven months old, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, I had like this amazing weekend with all these advanced ringers. Mm-hmm. And they're all in all these community ensembles. And um, it was like the kick I needed. It's like, I need to have this. And so um, came back up to New York and reached out to the First Presbyterian Church of Babylon, which is the church I grew up in. I knew that the bells were not being rung anymore. They were just collecting dust in the closet. And so I reached out and I asked if we could use the bells for a community group. And they agreed. And they let us use the rehearsal space and all their equipment. And um, I reached out to people and got ringers, and we've been ringing ever since. Great. So it was really the uh, the event, um, the virtuoso event that was hosted by the Rally Ringers um, that got it started. Nice. That's awesome. Are you a Malmark person or a Whitechapel person? Whitechapel. Okay. <laughs> Although um, Malmark's not. A Schumerick, I can't do Schumerick, but um, Whitechapel are the bells that I've played most of my life. Okay. And so I'm a little biased. So for those that don't know, the the two biggest, at least the two biggest that I know are bell companies are Malmark and, and Whitechapel. So uh, I grew up on, on Malmarks. I played some Whitechapels a couple of years ago. Um, I didn't like them as much as the Malmarks, and I think that's just because I started on the Malmarks probably. I, I thought the Whitechapels were a little bright, and they could have just been you know needing some service, but... I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, Whitechapel, um, they're from England, and they're the same um, company that did Big Ben and the Liberty Bell. Hmm. Yeah, and one of the oldest like manufacturers in the world. Yeah, Got a little history lesson, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't say much that they did the Liberty Bell that broke right away, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there are other bells stand the test of time. Well, I mean, they they they're, they specialize in hand bells, not mm-hmm. you know. So. Well, the set that we have, because we had been, um, we purchased the bells from Babylon, so we own them now. Okay. And um, they're probably I'm gonna say they're we don't know exactly, but they're probably like 70 years old. The nice. set of bells. I love them. They're my babies. Nice. That's awesome. So another another nerd question: What where do you play in the bell choir? <laughs> I'm always in the treble. I'm what? always in treble. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, That's a great shirt. I'm always in treble. All right, I'm right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna write that down. <laughs> um, ever since I've played, I've always played the top um, positions, mm. and. Um, usually multiple positions i am a bell diva bell hog i admit it the more bells the merrier (laughs) um and so it's something that i'm like naturally good at um Mm -hmm. and so i like the challenge of it and i don't like bells not being played so if somebody's missing i have to like take on their their response yeah that was that was my sickness too because i've played in many bell choirs and you know being a, a 
primarily a piano player, when you look at the bell music, you see the chord and you see all the notes. It's like, and when you don't hear them, it's like, oh, I got to grab a bell. Give me a bell. Just give me something. I'm going to play it. So I, I, I was playing, I think in, there was one piece that I played, like 13 bells in it. I mean, it was ridiculous, but um, yeah. It's um, I, when I fill in, like I like the bass because the bass is, they have the fun, the, mm-hmm. the driving and the, the, um, the good techniques and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't sacrifice not playing at the treble yet. Hopefully, yeah. eventually, we'll find ringers that um, can you know handle it because it's not easy. The treble. No, it's not. It's it's very easy in the treble to to have if you if you're not careful, it can overpower everything. It can get very bright and very I don't know, like shrill, I guess. So trying to control that and are you, I'm sorry, I'm assuming you're two bells in each hand. Yes. Yeah. So trying to. Yeah, so trying to do that and keep it, you know, dynamically okay, it's not easy. So, sorry, I'm nerding out on bells. Yeah, hey, I don't apologize to me. I love it. <laughs> this, I just, I'm sitting in front of two bell divas. <laughs> when are we gonna get bells in your hands? I, I listen. All right. So next question. <laughs> <laughs> you, you 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 are quite bell shaped if you hold it oh, upside oh, down. Wow! Oh, <laughs> That's, uh, I'm gonna change my lighting so you can't see me anymore. That's it. We're we're gonna go here. Done. That's it. Oh, that didn't work. There you go. Oh. So, being a music person, um, so we we talk about what you play the most. What sort of music do you listen to? outside of what you play or do you listen to i mean there are some people who don't listen like i don't listen to a, a tremendous amount especially when i'm driving but you know um i don't listen to music as much as i'd like to mm-hmm. uh, my daughter kind of takes over the playlists um but i grew up listening to my dad's music which is probably the best music ever made <laughs> so uh, between the beatles and the beach boys and credence and harry chapin and nice. um Turtles and Three Dog Night, uh, to name a bunch. So that like the classics, the stuff that everybody knows. Today's music is not my favorites, and country, country is another one of my favorites. I'm a country girl, and um, soundtracks. I love soundtracks. Um, but yeah, it's the oldies, oldies and goodies. Nice, with the exception of the Beatles, I approve of your list. Wow, that that was. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely more of a Beach Boys family, but okay. the Beatles are in there. Yeah, it's like the Mets and Yankees, Beatles and Beach Boys. You can't like both, right? Then I have then I have to ask this question: Being a Beatles fan, I'm mean, not a Beatles fan. I'm sorry, I just said that to really upset Kyle. No, but actually, being a <laughs> being a Beach Boys fan, um, have you listened to "Smile" by Brian Wilson, the album "Smile"? I have not. When you have an opportunity, go find it. It's called Smile by Brian Wilson. It is a fantastic album. Like they they rate Pet Sounds as one of their best albums. All right. But this is this it's it got a very Beach Boys feel to it, but just listen it's like he talks about how it was like decades of work and this is his stuff finally in fruition. But it's a such such a fantastic. I now I want to listen to it. I think I'm listening to it tomorrow. It's such a great album. <laughs> I'll look into that. Very cool. Yeah. And wasn't it stuff that like he couldn't 
he couldn't pull off like in the early years for whatever reason and because he wasn't he's not into um i don't think he's into electronic music or he may be more so now i mean he played keyboards but like mm -hmm. he didn't it wasn't midi and a lot of the stuff that's on the out there's really no midi involved i don't believe i, I have to do some research on that okay. but um it 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 was a it took him decades to get this thing off the ground and uh i think it's a i think it was worth the time and effort and the wait for it. Mm -hmm. I think, um, what's that movie with, um, what's his name? Um, the you guy who was in, more the guy, no, no, the guy that was you. in step brothers, um, with John with, C. Uh, Riley, John C. Riley, who mm -hmm. we all know is a fantastic musician. Yep. He was in that Dewey Cox, whatever story yep. or whatever. Which the name of that movie. Seen yet. It's a, it's a parody on, um, walk the line mm -hmm. about, about, uh, Johnny cash. And he's got but, a group. They, right. They've done uh, a Tiny Desk concert. Right. But he does the, that movie, and it, I think it even parodies the the production of Smile a little bit in it. Oh, okay. You know, like, like you know, that type of stuff. But just when you can, listen to it. And everybody listening, go listen to Smile by Brian, uh, Brian Wilson. Okay. I said my notes. I said what I had to say. <laughs> Back to me. Back to you. Um, <laughs> so... Question: This is not a question that's listed, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, because you are an instrumentalist, when you listen to music, like for the first time, for example, do you find yourself drawn towards like the the instrumental part of it, or do you find yourself drawn to the lyrics? Um, hmm. well, lyrics definitely play a part. Mm -hmm. Um, I find um, it's more about to me the energy that i feel okay. from the performer gotcha. and like um yeah and do you prefer live albums over re recorded albums sometimes sometimes okay sometimes yeah i'm a i'm a very much live album person whenever i find a new group i always look to see what they can do live before i go and listen to their studio stuff cj's the exact opposite which is why we get along uh, not at all but <laughs> It's no, it's not that I have a problem with live albums. It's just I have a problem with you, so I can't side with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I appreciate them more than I used to, um, and I, and partially that's all from Kyle because typically I wouldn't pick the album up, but if it wasn't for Kyle saying, "Hey, you need to listen to li live album," I wouldn't have thought about it. So, uh, but yes, I, I tend to go to the studio albums a little bit more just because I'm interested in the production and, and that type of stuff. So that's like my nerdy end of it. Like, I'm just curious to see the production end of it. So since we're going into season two, talking about Victor Wooten, I'm going to ask you a Victor Wooten question, um, that we've never asked before. Um, do you think that music is a language? Me asking? Yes. <laughs> I know, I know CJ's answer. I do think music is a language that everybody can speak. It's a universal mm -hmm. language. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's a big part of, of, of what, what season two is going to be about is how music is a language. And um, so we'll talk a lot about that in season two. Just, you know, it's a question that we've never asked before. Um, so I've gone through all of our interview questions. So, okay. So you asked that question. I was waiting yes. for you to, to finish what you can say. I haven't read the book, but I got through the first like small section of. I'm listening to it on the audiobook. It's just easier okay. for me when I'm going to work. Yeah. And there's a how, thing. How is the audiobook? Is it is it similar to the first one, like where there's a lot of characters? And yep. And he talks cool. about like. Uh, but right now it's just Victor Wooten reading right now where I'm at. Okay. 
uh, his children kind of introduce him nice. and they kind of laugh and make fun of him. So it must have been like, it was really funny. And his and, son, who was who started out as a drummer, is now a gymnast and he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So he he talks about music with a capital M. Mm. He personifies it. Yeah. And he talks about how music like Mother Earth is dying. And it's very interesting to to hear that. And this book was written what um, a few he years ago. He finished it just a few years ago, maybe a, a year and a half, two years ago. So I I have to, but but in that that tone of of that question, do you think it's a language? It's interesting to say it's a language that's universal to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yet it's interesting to hear someone like Victor Wooten say that it's dying. Now, I haven't got to the further in to know why he says this, mm-hmm. but it's very interesting to hear that. And I just I had to bring that up because it's been in my head for the past like couple of weeks. And it, it just That's really what Victor Wooten does. And, and it's great. So, <laughs> yep. uh, if you haven't read his books, he has two books that are out. The first one's called The Music Lesson mm-hmm. and the second one's called The Spirit of Music. Right. Is that what it's yep. called? And at the end of the music lesson, um, he he has a dream where he meets music and music says to him I'm sick and that's where the second book picks up where you know he talks about music as dying what is the second book that makes me so sad so the reason why I tell you this is as a musician you should read this book you should start with the music lesson read it and then get into this one yes but if if, you're an audiobook person the audiobook is fantastic uh, yeah they won awards yep the soundtrack to the first book is amazing um, absolutely. So it's something highly recommended, and read the second one because our second season may um, lie very heavily on these two books. Um, but as I mean, a musician, the, definitely the second read season it. is going to lie very heavily on those two books. <laughs> let's let's not lie to ourselves. But just because we, you know, you have a very, it, I'm not, I, I hate to use the word similar because it's even more so than similar. Your thought process and your your outlook on music is is the same. Like the three of us right now talking, mm-hmm. we have the same thought process with music. So, which I, I think that was a great question about asking about the language. I think we need to add that to uh, yeah to it. So um, I did forget a question, and I guess this kind of leads right into it. But what role does music play in your life? Oh, it's second to being a mom, <laughs> but it's a close second. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I have. Music notes everywhere. Um, it's, I think, I don't listen to music as much as I want to, but um, I, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with music, mm-hmm. all aspects of it. Um, reading it, hearing it, watching it in um, concerts, and I it's like always surprises because I love like just music notes. And if you go to stores, it, you'll never see things with music notes on them. It's like the easiest thing to draw a circle in a, in a line mm-hmm. and it's like it's so hard to find like people don't appreciate music in the sense like normally if there's a thing it's like a guitar and a microphone it's like there's more to music than like rock and like yeah. music and just music notes and singing and bands like there's kids need to, kids need music because mm-hmm. it shapes them and it um it's way more than just sounds it's everything i don't know it's it's everything it, yeah. it and does so much it helps with the brain and the heart and I don't know it's just mm-hmm. teamwork and it makes you feel good yep it's all good and when you read the book there is a there's a chapter it's chapter six I think 
I've only read the book like 24 times. You think I'd have it memorized. <laughs> but he goes to this hill and they, they talk about how like he was starting to learn how to track animals. And what he realized was that the animal tracks were like music notes. And he could tell, like, like he was starting to, you know, imagine like the the actual print of the of the of the paw print, and then as the and then the the gait of the animal is like the stem of the note, you know. And then I've heard him talk about, you know, like the leaves on trees are like notes too, and they all produce a sound. So it's like the leaf is the is the is the dot, and then the branch is the little stem. So you know, it's music is truly everywhere, and you can, I mean, there are artists that use nature as their music. You know, I forget the guy's name. He's on Instagram. I and he just he was oh, that. Yeah, he wasn't the one I was talking about. Oh, right, but oh, there's another one. Yeah, because well, I, yeah, I mentioned him a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago. He was the guy that he would go out on walks and like record birds chirping in his oh, footsteps okay, okay, and okay, like okay. make rhythm out of it. So he'd actually use like nature as his soundtrack. Right. And I know that you, you there was a gentleman you talked about. Um, he was uh he what he does is he uses um electronic like. Like they look, they they look like small battery. They're actually what they are. They're battery clips. He put, but he yeah, puts them on alligator pl- clips. Yeah, he puts. Thank you, alligator clips. He puts them on plants, and with the plants' vibration and what they do, he creates sounds from the plants themselves. He was actually asked to to do an album for um, a record company, and I think he denied it. Like he was like, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna let you change what I'm doing. Essentially, this probably was like, well, if you do this, you have to do this, 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 and this. Right. Um, so even on that end of it, where he's clipping these alligator clips to these plants and they're producing enough energy and vibration and they're creating sounds that he's able to kind of capture. And each one is different. Like he does it to vegetable plants, regular plants, flowers, everything. And he's getting different sounds from different things, which is very, very cool. Um, so it's very interesting because you were talking about the gate and the walk where I work. I'm in like the back corner, but I'm so I've learned how people walk. So I know who's going to come down the walk by the weight they, by, by the rhythm of their walk. And it's really funny because I was, I was in the, um, I was in the hallway and my coworker, uh, was walking behind me. I didn't look back. I was like, how you doing? She goes, how did you know it was me? And I was like, because you learn the gate. You like, those are the things that, as a musician or instrumentalist or a singer, or whatever you're listening for. Well, maybe not a singer because singers don't tend to listen to anything else but themselves. Well, and most, I, most and I, sopranos don't listen to anything. And else. I say just, that because I am a say, I say that as a singer. So I'm, I'm insulting myself if you want. Um, but yeah, it was just very, it was very interesting. And I'm going to add more to this. And I brought this up before, even for people that are deaf or hard of hearing music still plays a factor in their life. Um, you know, the vibration, the ability to feel that vibration, they can feel the rhythms, they can feel all that stuff, you know, and there's been plenty of artists out there that have been deaf or, you know, whatever that, that still create music. So it, it is Beethoven, Beethoven, it is all around us. It's not just, and, 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 and anybody can experience in, in some way, shape or form. So that's very, very cool. powerful. Yes. And healing. Yes. Yes. Very true. Um, you need to read the books. You're gonna enjoy them. You really will. I I do. Now that you tell me, you're about you're gonna it. definitely enjoy them. Uh, I I I've bought copies for people that are not musicians and made them read it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's how good of a book it is. It's not a self-help book. It's not a in your face like this is how you have to make your life better. It's it helps you look at things differently. That's all. Yep. That's all it does. It, it changed how I perform. It changed how I practice. It changed which I'm so grateful for because you were a horrible yeah. performer. I was. I, I was, still am. I was, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, before we go into the rapid fire questions, yes. um, these are just for fun. And, you know, I took the really rapid fire, you know, I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to give us the, a quick answer. And, you know, we all make the joke, not like me, where it took me like 45 minutes for each one. Um, and so, to be fair, it wasn't that you thought about the question. It's just you talked about the answer for way too long. Oh, whatever. This is why, uh, you know, you guys wrote, you know, my bio and I'm long winded. So. <laughs> let's let's talk resound. Okay. For a little a little bit. Um where are you what's your first Okay, I'm trying to rephrase the question. The performances that you have coming up are they open to anybody to go into or are you performing for specific places? Like can people go listen to you? Yes, um this season all of our performances are open um sometimes uh libraries kind of limit it to their um their members but um we're playing in churches and um outdoor events and they're all open and free that's awesome our first concert is saturday this saturday where where is it um this saturday is belmore presbyterian church at seven o'clock and then sunday this Sunday is St. Peter's in Huntington Station and two o'clock. <laughs> okay. So, so like every weekend until Christmas. Please give us, do you have your schedule online? Do you have a website? I do have a website, longislandresound.com. And it's on there. We also have a Facebook um, page that has all the events on there as well. Okay, cool. So I'm sure Kyle is already typing things out to put it in the show notes. So that'll be available for people to check out. Do you, do you do anything uh, where it's streamed live? Um, sometimes the libraries have done that. Um, we don't have the technology to do it ourselves. Um, some churches may, because especially now churches do live stream sure. almost every week. So um, it's definitely more common um but we don't have like a, a real home base that we're um in charge of all that stuff so it depends okay. on the, the church okay if if you do find out that any of them are share it with us and we'll share it out you know i can always send it out as a tweet or an instagram or whatever and um do you have do you have i will probably you know confirm this to, again but you have instagram and you have stuff like that for the programs or is it just the paid web, web page and the uh, website we have YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Facebook okay. is the most active. Instagram is quite lacking. <laughs> okay. It's it's tough. Um, maybe uh, off of this, I'll tell you what I've been doing for us, um, which may be helpful to you. Uh, okay, thank you. Yeah, it's I I've set it up to be able to automate it, so you can do it like a few at one time and I have to think about it. Um, and you can link. Facebook and Instagram so you can post back and forth easily. Well, that didn't work when oh, okay. it set it up. So 
before we say that, but at I've least I've done it before. I, I I know I know it can be done. I know, but it, it didn't work automatically. So we'll we'll talk okay. about that after. Um okay, we're gonna go to rapid fire questions. We're gonna talk about and we'll talk about resound again. Um I'm sure other questions will come up to share out. And but if there's anything you feel that you'd like to share, is there anything that you wanna share out at the moment? Um we can do it after. Okay. So rapid fire questions. It's I'm gonna ask you like random things and then just off the top of your head. Oh boy. Ready? Sure. Favorite song. The Dance by Garth Brooks. Favorite band. Zach Brown Band. Favorite composer. Before you before you go, okay. have you ever seen Zach Brown Band with Robert Randolph in the family band? No. Okay. Continue. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He uh, they per- were on tour together this last year, so I was just wondering if you saw them together. I don't listen to country music, and I'm interested in that. <laughs> uh, I've got some country music for you. I found Sam played some country music you might like. Oh, really? Yeah. Zach Brown is awesome. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, uh, not the Warriors, the Monster Trucks did a country song on their album, Warriors. Remember? I don't know if you listened to the whole thing. You remember? Uh, I don't remember it. One song. Anyway, okay. favorite composer? John Williams. Hmm. Okay. We accept that because we, we that was a whole discussion that we may have to bring up again. As um, <laughs> No, 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 no. It's, it's very interesting because I'm curious your take on this because we all went to school together and we all did this all this stuff. Like, there are composers out there, but are they composing in the classical way? And I didn't say classical composer. No, 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 no. You're right. No, no, you're fine with your answer. So the so the question that we have, like, I had a conversation with somebody once and and they said the classical composers of our time are the movie composers. Because they tend to be the most um aligned to what the theory of writing com- classical music is. Because then you go into because there's so many different subgenres of classical. Because you even have neoclassical, right? As a musician and choosing John Williams as a composer, uh, do you feel that that is that is the case? Do you feel like classical music as a whole is there, but not there there as much as it could be? Does that make sense? That question. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's just like pop classical now like okay it's that the um i don't i don't know it's like just regular music there's like oldies which have their own like awesomeness for their own reasons right and then the current stuff but they try to compare them it's hard to do because they're so different right and and i and the reason why i bring it up is you don't hear a lot and even someone who listens to classical music you don't hear a lot about new classical composers and then can it be called classical music because back in the early 1900s, they have a neoclassical genre. So is that, you know, so it's very, it would just, but I, I think it's great that you brought up a film composer because he is a full on composer. You could listen to his music without the movies. Yes. And I know, I, I love know, his music. And I know Kyle agrees because he's a fan of John Williams as well. Absolutely. Only be, only because he likes French horns. Right. <laughs> he treats the horns very, very well. Yeah, it's like I play the flute, but it's like my least favorite instrument, and I love brass. Like brass is, it gives me the goosebumps, and oh, I love the sound of brass. 
If I had my way, I'd be a brass player. You could still be a brass player. Sure can. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> I I was thinking when I um oh I forget who was teaching it. Instrumental methods at post. I forget who it was. But I was playing uh, trombone. That was um Professor Sugar. Was it Sugar? It was Sugar. He passed away like I know. ten years ago something like that, yeah. But I was playing the trombone and I must have had a reaction because my lips swelled up so big and I was like hiding my, my lips. He's like, don't hide them. Women pay big bucks for lips like those. I'm like, they were like, they like, I like the Simpsons. Wait, it was wait. so big. That doesn't sound like sugar though. That's sounds like Iacona. It definitely was not. Iacona. No, it he wasn't. He doesn't do brass. No, he didn't do brass. Uh, he was the best. Was it McCoy? McCroy, McCroy, not McCoy, McCroy. <laughs> No, no. It it might have been sugar. No. Was wait, wait, was it was was it a was it a, a graduate assistant? No. We have a French horn player in this this meeting here who teaches brass at CW Post. Well, I don't know if he's uh, Adel Binsky was the horn player, was a horn teacher. But I think I sugar saw, sugar I, taught I the education instrumental methods when I was at Post. I took it at Concordia. Yeah. No. Well either way, it was just oh. like um the trombone, it, I, I, look like, I look like a Simpson. My, my lips were so <laughs> big. <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know if brass is really in it for me. Well, you can. there are mouthpieces that you can use that will, if it, if it was allergic reaction, you can get a plastic mouthpiece or a, a metal mouthpiece with a plastic rim. I was trying to get, like Harmony had to pick her instrument. It's like, you don't have to pick flute just because mommy does. She's, no, I want to play the flute. I was like, the flute's so common that if you want to do like scholarships and anything like it's so hard you need to play like french horn bassoon oboe that's that's where you got to go that's yeah i had a i had a friend in high school who like picked up the oboe just so she could go to eastman on a full scholarship i was like i hate you yeah exactly uh but yeah so. so next time we uh, next time we next time we speak to Jenny, she's gonna know a brass instrument. That's just what we're hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we did favorite composer. You said John Williams. Favorite album. Oh no. Or okay. So what we tend to say is like, as of now, what's your favorite album? Like you may have many, but like right now, what's your favorite album? Maybe. What's interesting is most people struggle with song. You know that's that's usually where people struggle. Album is usually an easier question. So, now uh, I don't have a favorite album because there's just certain songs from a bunch of albums. What's do you have a go-to album? Mm, I'm gonna have to say no. I mean, if it's a Christmas album, it's John Denver and the Muppets. Nice. In general, <laughs> I don't, that's a good one. It I, is okay. So at this time for the Brooks for the, is my guy, but I don't have a specific album of his. It's just songs of his that make right. my playlist so so we'll just go because it's holiday time john denver and the muppets album there's nothing wrong with that okay cool guilty pleasure artist or song like something that like, i mean i know in you you probably don't care if people know you listen to them but if it was one of those things where you listen to them but you're just not like gonna tell people flat out you listen to them oh and it's gonna well it's gonna, admitting i'm a country person is one thing, especially on Long Island, there's not that many. No, nah, there are more country art, uh, music, country. Uh, Closet uh, country. Okay, fair enough. Closet. <laughs> um, 
No, I'm. Like I said, I don't listen to as much music as I want, and the, the stuff I listen to, the oldies, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, kids bop, I guess, is all I got with Harmony listens to. <laughs> kids bop. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Most memorable concert that you went to. Most memorable concert you went to. That I went to. Um, I would have to say my first Garth Brooks concert, which um, he retired. I don't know how many years ago. He went to try him into raise his daughters and he wasn't going to come back until they were out of school at least. And he, um, there was like two events. There was like a Nashville floods and something in St. Kansas city. There was two like major things that he came out of retirement for. And I was able to go to see one of those um, concerts, the first one ever. And um, it was life changing for me because he's, his music has, um, changed my life a lot so yeah i don't remember exactly which one it was but it was one of those that was the first one okay that's awesome and then your most memorable personal performance so it doesn't have to be solo it could be anything that you performed in that you was most memorable to you um i have to say my scenery recital scenery post um i'm not well it was during a very trying time um, personally. Um, so it was a huge accomplishment to be able to perform that. And the Bells actually performed there as well. Um, and so that was pretty cool. But that was a huge accomplishment to uh, perform during that time and do a pretty good job. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, that's great. Okay. So this has been, this is a question that came up a few weeks ago. And we call it the D. Schneider question because he he put it out on Twitter. I think I know what your answer is going to be just from based upon what we've talked about already. But how many bands do you listen to that you can put all their albums on shuffle and never skip a song? Now, I'm going to give you a moment to think about that. And I'm going to just just because uh, and I'll share what mine is because we shared another episode. But just to give you an idea. Like I, I ironically never thought I would ever say this. I chose the Beatles and I tried it driving up to Rochester. It was a seven hour drive and I put their essentials playlist on. So I'm sure not all their songs were there, but I did not skip one song and it took me through three and a half to four hours of my drive. Well, I would have to say the closest band that I like the majority of their songs is Zach Brown. Like even Garth Brooks, as much as I love him, there's a, good chunk of the music that is not my favorite but zach brown i could probably listen to multiple albums without skipping right so even like their bad songs you're kind of like oh i still listen to this yeah because i i i there's like a lot of passion like zach brown the whole band is very talented but like you can just hear the passion that they have for music and um it comes across i don't know i just i dig it that's awesome yeah um highly recommend Oh, I may have to, especially now that they did something. Red- I'll read the book if you listen to Zach Brown. Wow. Look, there's a challenge right there. All right. All right. Deal. Deal. I will I will listen. I will listen and maybe even share. I will listen to an album this week. So when we record next week, I can share it live. Well, not live, but share it recorded 
with Kyle and 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 I'll even I'll let you know and and what album do you recommend by yeah I was just gonna ask for the first um oh um what's the name of it um no you put me on the spot I can put the pull the catalog up if you need it yeah it's um I can picture the cover of it it's white with blue letters white with blue letters hang on one second um And it's it's words from a song that I love. You get game. what you give. Yes, okay. thank you. That's yes. I'm gonna add that to my library now, so it's in there, and I can go put it on when I get in my car. They're all good. I haven't um, been able to listen to his newest stuff yet fully, but um. Okay, but it's a deal. I will totally listen to the album. I will totally share my thoughts on it. And oh great! Now, now, no, 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 no! I'm not going to be. <laughs> but you need to read the book now. You need to read the music lesson. I will. Do I, I will. need to send you a copy? Sure. I'll send you a copy. <laughs> right, there you go, Kyle. I, I'm sending out a copy. I have to send one to Darren. I haven't done that mm-hmm. yet. Um, I, I'll send one out to you, and then I owe Kyle something, but I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I don't. I don't live close enough to leave a flaming bag on your por- door uh, porch step. <laughs> <laughs> My mom lives around the corner. Oh, I'll, call, I'll, I'll call her. I'll just be like, "Hey, listen." <laughs> With all the dogs we have, we, we have easy access. To she the, she the fuel. loves me. I will get. Her. I will. I will ask. I will ask. Um, uh, let's go back to Resound for a moment. Um, okay. You've been doing it. How how many years now? You said. I'm sorry. Resound is about seven. Okay. So you're playing for thirty. You'll be playing for thirty, but Resound is seven. You're you're based out of Babylon. Yeah, the uh, original group is based out of Babylon. The eastern group is in Rocky Point. Okay, so that's a pretty good, decent gap. Do you travel out to Rocky Point to practice with them? No, right? Well, yes. I live in Mastic, so Rocky Point's a lot closer than Babylon. (laughs) Right, because you were originally from Babylon. Okay, that's right. Right. Yep. And so um, currently I play in both and my mom directs both. But eventually, um, it'd be nice to have somebody take over Babylon, and we can do um, the East. That way, we can have two groups that can actually schedule a performance on the same day, same time. Um, but uh, can't do that right now. So um, yeah. So, but I have it be that both groups are rehearsing the same music, um, and so we have built-in like understudies so if somebody can't make a concert or something there's somebody that plays those bells that has learned all that music already that can hopefully fill in because finding a fill-in for bells is near impossible (laughs) if you don't already play bells and um, the music levels we're doing like um, normally it's about a four three plus four level Um, this season I had to find five new ringers for Babylon and a whole new set of ringers for east so i i found 13 ringers um but uh, yeah it's that was a feat man um but most of them although maybe musicians have never played bells before and it is such a unique music experience Mm -hmm. that um you are literally playing you're reading what looks like a piano score with more notes and fingers that you would have and you fit in your two notes. So you're only responsible for like the A and the B. 
and you follow the music and you only ring it on the beat your note appears and um it's a team a handbell team because um you have to work together it's 13 people playing one instrument instead of 13 flute, uh, flutes playing um the same part if one flute's missing thank goodness right <laughs> <laughs> um but it bells if somebody's missing it's literally you're missing those two notes unless i take them and play them <laughs> instead um and it's like playing a piano with two broken keys it's um it's very hard and so the commitment to be in a bell choir is huge especially in december <laughs> but rehearsals um it affects everybody if you're not there if you don't know your part um it, it like um it's contagious and so um you need to be at rehearsals and all performances because it's very hard to find somebody who can fill in for you. So uh, whoever is on Long Island listening to this is interested in playing bells, reach out to Jenny. Please. Because we have spots to fill. I, there you go. You never know. Mm. And, and anybody who's listening who wants to hire Resound to play, reach out to Jenny. Yes. And there you have, and, the, and there you go. She'll do weddings. She wants to know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've actually done two weddings. It's That's possible. Cool. Yeah. That's right. Well, so okay, just because, I mean, you guys have more knowledge in this than I. I think I've held bells maybe a few times, and that's about it. But for a wedding, what are you playing? Are you what are you doing for a wedding? Because you're not. You're not going to be playing for them to dance to, I'm, I'm assuming. But no, it's um, we've done um, like Paco Bell's Cannon, oh, nice. um, which is almost as boring as playing the cello part for Paco Bell's Cannon. <laughs> but um, they don't have a huge um, selection of other stuff. Like the majority of bell music right now is um, church bells or Christmas, but they are starting to get the popular. <coughs> um, music there's a lot of high schools that have started having handbell ensembles and so arrangers are doing you know the pop music the stuff the current stuff adele right. and um katie perry like there's bohemian rhapsody for bells like they're definitely starting to branch out to the rest of the world um and so hopefully they'll get more of those um wedding type songs out there too uh, you know your theory. <laughs> That's been a very long time ago, so we'll see. We'll see. Oh, okay. So the reason why I, I was going to say, because with your years of experience playing bells and conducting bells, and apparently the two of you being bell divas, uh, <laughs> uh, do you not? Do you feel you are capable or comfortable enough to arrange your own stuff? I have. I yeah. have done, yeah. Um, I've arranged Christmas Festival, okay. Leroy Anderson's Christmas Festival, one of my favorite um, band pieces. Um, and then I did stuff for church. Um, and then last season was um, TV and movie themes. And I sent a list to the ringers to pick their favorites. And um, it turned out that almost everything was movies. We had just had Game of Thrones, which was the only tv theme it's like well we can't say it's a tv movie theme and only have one tv theme and so i arranged a tv theme medley 
uh, called Change the Channel. And it just was, it was a lot of fun just to uh, pick little snippets of popular TV themes. And uh, I hear all music in Bells. Like, any music, I can hear it in Bells. It's very weird. So if I had the time and the... Yeah. Uh, the, if I had the time, um, I would definitely enjoy arranging a lot more music for Bells. Change the channels, copyrighted, trademarked by Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, to continue that discussion of Bells and all that fun stuff, because we are in our holiday season, and you've already said that John Denver and the Muppets are your go to holiday album Mm -hmm. are you and it's gonna sound like a weird question but uh, you know even kyle kind of touched base on this a bit where you're kind of never out of hearing christmas music because when you're done with it you're still ready to rehearse for the next season and that happens asap do you at any point in time get tired of your holiday music um it, it's a little tiring to have the same exact song every time, but holiday music, no. But if it's okay. the same song, I would say after a while, I need to change it up. Yep. All right. So that being said, other artists or bands that you listen to their holiday music? Um, <laughs> besides John Denver, um, Garth Brooks. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, um, Leroy Anderson, um, anything Leroy Anderson, Christmas was good. Um, like Sleigh Ride. Oh, I love Sleigh Ride. Um, I don't really have another album that's a full Christmas album. No, um, okay, um, Sugar Plum Fairies. See, that's my Christmas curse. Sugar, that's Sugar Plum Fairies. <laughs> Sugar Plum Fairies. <laughs> um, King of Country. King of Country? King of Country. Oh, man. Good thing they won't hear this. I think it's King of Country. That's the name of the album? Or the group? That's the name of the group. King of Country. King and Country. For King King and Country. Okay. Yeah. Little Drummer Boy. Love it. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, I I don't have any other questions in my head. Kyle, do you have any other questions in your head? Um, I thought I did. Now I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping that you would, you know, being a bell guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't think of any. Okay, so are you I, bass are, bells or just, treble bells? Um, treble bells. Ooh. All right. So um, I have like a, a question that's going to kind of hit both of you, right? So Kyle. So abusive. Ah, well, you know. You called me a bell, so whatever. <laughs> no, I called you bell shaped. Bell shaped, right, right. What you a- do not sound as good as a bell. <laughs> you uh, work with a friend of yours who's a pastor in Pennsylvania, right, Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. And yep. you've helped her during the pandemic to make sure that there's still music going on within her church. Yes. Now, you've also have spoken about this on previous episodes that you've. Uh, put together an arrangement of a song where you did multiple tracks of instrumental yourself through the piano or keyboard, I should say. Mm-hmm. And yep. on top of that, there was the overlay of the voices from the people that sang in that church. Mm-hmm. Now, out of curiosity, just because you and I know technology, 
I know Jenny knows some, but I know she's does. She will say she's not comfortable, but I'm I'm sure she's more comfortable than she realizes. <laughs> How could somebody take like if she wanted to perform something for a church remotely? How do we connect with these churches or these locations? She needs a setup. Like, would your friend be interested in having a bell choir play remotely? The problem is my friend's church does not have a live stream setup. So most churches these days, and I've built them for churches as well, have several cameras and some sort of an audio system that can record audio and video and then put them together right in some sort of way um i offered to do that for my friend and she's like listen we enjoy this shortened service that we can access anytime we don't want to really live stream I was like, all right cool so that's what we did um the other church that i work for out here i built them a live stream setup so you know they would certainly like if you want the space you tell them when they would do it for you um and they could live stream they have i actually built them two different live stream areas in their building so there's one in the and they're like they have a modern worship space and then like a traditional worship space. So I built two of them. Um, so the problem with bells, bells are really difficult to mic. That's what I was. That's that's kind of where my question was leading to. So, so yeah, yeah. Because um, the trebles are shrill. Yeah, and it's and it's not even that. It's the attack of the bell that it can peak out the the recording so easily. You gotta have a compressor running, you and then, but then you compress all the dynamics, and that's like, well, you know, it's 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 very difficult. So a lot of people, it's a lot of the churches have the, the way their mics are set up. They're set up so like where they would read like a reading or do the sermon. Like there's a mic there. Um, other churches have it where there's like multiple mics that you can move around. So you need to find a setup that has people that have mics that they can move around because you don't want something that's close up to the bells because it would peek out the microphones too easily. You need some of the microphones are kind of in the rear of the room, but then you got to worry about, you know, the ambience of the, of the audience and then the room noise. And so it's, they're very, very difficult to, to record. I've, I've done it. It was not easy. So, I mean, live stream is a whole other animal. Um, we have, do, I have done live stream with bells. Um, we just used two condenser mics about 15 feet away. And that was the end of it. So do you feel that because miking and, and all that stuff is so difficult with bells that that's why it's not as popular as it could be as a bell, like, like listening to bell choir music? I think it's, it's similar to organists where it's just kind of an art form that's becoming lost. Okay. It's true. So, Which is sad. Okay, so this, so this is awesome that you... Are that you were able to even create a second group on Long Island for that matter, yeah, to, to be out there, so that's very cool. Um, I'm proud um, of myself. no, you should be, you should totally be proud of yourself. It's not an and it's not an easy feat, especially to find people that are responsible enough to be there, train with you, practice with you, and, and that's there. the hard thing. Yep. Is like when you're doing this stuff in churches, like you have to understand that these people are volunteers and trying to say, well, I know you're a volunteer, but I need you here every week. 
it's that is hard to do you know and every weekend in december right (laughs) Right. yeah and and like with a choir you can get away with it because there's doubling of parts but like jenny was saying like in a bell choir like if you're playing a5 you are the only one playing a5 if you're not there that bell does not get rung you know unless i'm there (laughs) unless someone who who can play multiple bells you know and and that's and honestly like if you're playing the the treble bells like the c6 and c7s like up in that octave trying to play like a5 at the same time as like a different octave it is difficult it's trying to trying to wrap your head around that yeah this uh our last concert this season one of our ringers um is unable to make it um and so it's the Eastern group. And so the person, <laughs> I don't know how to explain this. The person who is playing my part in the Babylon group is going to play my part in the Eastern group. And then I'm going to play the um, absent person's part mm-hmm. along with an extra bell. So I'm going to be playing two bass bells and a treble bell at yeah. a concert and an octave treble bell. So my, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, I'm going to have to actually practice that. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the, the downside to the bass bells are they're so big. You, so I, I we, we play two bells in, in each hand so we can play like four bells at, at a time. If we had to, when you're playing a bass bell, they're so big and so heavy. You cannot do that. I've tried. Um, and that, and you have to worry about like, there's a table there and these bells need to fit on the table and trying to maneuver, the giant bells and pick up other bells, like they'll clank together. You got to be real careful. Uh, and chimes, we have. Um, oh, I forgot about yeah, chimes, and then and then mallets. If you're doing any malleting, like there's there's a and then <laughs> the amount of equipment and space that's required for five octaves of bells is like mm-hmm. ridiculous. And and then there are techniques where like you'll ring a bell and you'll touch it to the table to get like an echo effect. Like if you've got bells in front of you, like you just can't do that. There's just no room, so you have to figure out how to maneuver all of that. You know, the, and then there's there are parts where you're swinging bells around to get different other effects. Like there's so much that goes into it that most people don't realize. And the downside is most churches throw the bell choir up in the balcony, so you can't see all of this happening. So all of my bell choir experience, with the exception of my last bell choir, was up in the balcony, and no one could see what was going on. So it's definitely an art too, like visual. Mm-hmm. It's a very visual instrument as well. Yeah. So, so growing up, every time it's like, oh, "What do you play?" I say handbells. Like nobody knows what handbells are on Long Island. It's like, oh, and I go to CW Post Music Education, surrounded by superb musicians. And like nobody knows what bells are. Like, how is this possible? Where were you when I was at Siri Post? I would have loved to talk to somebody who knew what handbells were. Man, he he uh, he he jumped out of there like you know fairly yep. quickly. I was there for what three years, and then left. Was it three years? Were you there that long? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was there for the same three years. So that's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was all by myself. Well, nope. Oh wow, you're yeah. you're 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 getting it twenty years later. She's like, "What the heck? Where are you?" <laughs> it's very rare talking to somebody about bells. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I have his address in Ohio. I can tell you where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm glad that we you shared all this because I I think that that's important to know that there is a lot of work involved. And and depending upon what you're doing, there can be more work than expected because of what it is. So something as simple in the sense of a bell is not that simple 
when it no. comes to bringing together a group and, of people and, to and play and it. A lot of people, like it's, it's not just going like this, like the guy in the town. Exactly. Square. Like there is a technique to actually ring the bells so right. it resonates properly because there's a little like hammer in there and if you don't ring it right, the hammer will mute the bell and like there's a whole there's a technique involved. So it's not, it's not simply just, right. you know. Right. And then if you think about like doing two in one hand, like there's a technique for that. Right, you know? right. So, so that all, um, be sharing all that, um, I know Jenny sent you two links of yes. YouTube. Can you, w- would you be able to play like one or both mm-hmm. just so people sure. can hear? Can, can, Wizards is shorter. Um, Nutcracker is like five minutes. Right. So um, if you're going to do Wizards, can you explain this? Uh, like it, uh, just kind of like, kind of like when you're on a late show with Jimmy Fallon and they tell you what you're, uh, what you're sharing from the clip of your movie. What are you sharing? Um, This is going to be Wizards in Winter, um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. (gasps) Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Christmas. I love it. That's another one. I forgot about them. Um, Yeah, they do great concerts too. But I've always loved Wizards in Winter. And um, and when I went to Virtuoso in North Carolina, their encore, which we actually – it was the – the Chosen Ringers, they made two full groups, and then um, the Raleigh Ringers was the third. So the encore was all three groups playing the same thing. It was my first time ever playing Wizards in Winter, and I flipped out. Like The encore was the song that I've always wanted to play. And so um, when I started, we're like, we have to do Wizards. And it's not easy, um, but it's so much fun, and it's a, it's a showstopper when it's done correctly or not well close to correctly <laughs> um <laughs> but it's very impressive um and so when i went to virtuoso i performed it with the raleigh ringers and i was like nope we gotta i don't care how long it takes we're going to perform it with long island resound and um we did so this one this must be three years in or so um this video
So just so people, please watch the video first off, um, because you can see a lot of really cool stuff. There's mallets, there's chimes, there's a whole bunch of really cool stuff going on. So, yeah, that's cool. That, yeah, that's but bells cool. is very hard to uh, record the sound. Mm-hmm. In the- yeah. So yeah, still- one thing we didn't even talk about is you know as the bells, especially the treble bells, are ringing. There's so much going on in the low end, but those the bells are it's really easy to overpower the attacks of the lower notes so you lose some of the rhythm sometimes but it it's not easy to record at all so sounded brilliant yeah it sounded great yeah it sounded brilliant so that was a live performance we do have two cds um as well a christmas cd and a handbells rocks that's fantastic and those are on your website um they will be um, I had to redo the website. I haven't gotten to update. Are it. they gotcha. are they on Apple Music or anything like that? Did you put them up there? No, yeah, them up there? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I <clears throat> I started the group and like I do everything, and so it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Sure. So we're trying to get um uh, committees together to try to help with all of that. But as far as like the design work and the social media and promoting scheduling, um all that kind of stuff. So right now it's like I'm a little overwhelmed with two groups and all that stuff. It's it's like what was I thinking? I mean, but, I'm very happy and I love it and this the new group they're they're awesome and they're so excited and um it's going to be awesome with these two groups, but it's until we divvy out the responsibilities, it is quite overwhelming. <laughs> of course. Of course, especially cuz you're doing something that not that it's new, but for Long Island it's new. You don't you don't have anybody on Long Island that you could be like. Uh, so how did you do this? Because right. no. So uh, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Professor Iacona and uh, Icono? Icono? Icona. Icona. and uh, he was like my favorite. I loved him. Yeah. But um, every time I talked to him about bells, he would say he despises <laughs> handbells, and I was like, no, no, you don't understand. <laughs> and it's like people who especially on Long Island, who have ever heard bells. And I, nothing against it. It's usually um, once in a while, maybe a church service for Christmas, maybe for Easter, and that's it. And it's, you know, people usually throw a group together. So it's not like, not that it's not impressive, but it's, you know, it's Christmas and Easter. That's about it. And it's like, no, it's, it's more than that. It's more than that. And I begged him, I practically bribed him to come to my senior recital because my handbell group was going to be there. And um, he did. He actually did come. And after he heard us play, he was intrigued. He came up to look. He was looking at the bells and like, because it's when you see it done in a fun, energetic way with some of the more challenging music, with the um, the more techniques and stuff. It is very cool to watch. It's very fun. Um, I can also get bored watching bells because they can be a boring instrument to watch if the music is boring but they make music now so interesting with all the techniques and um there's like the singing bell which is like um if you wet your finger to do the wine glass or like you know it's really cool it's very haunting and the chimes add so much so there's so much you can do when you're arranging for bells with the techniques you can color and um it's almost like an orchestra with all the different things you can do with the one instrument. So it was funny. I, I turned Icona after my uh, scenery recital, but he despised handbells uh, before then. <laughs> and so once people see it, what handbells can do, they're not just for Christmas anymore. Um, 
you know, like I said, Bohemian Rhapsody and Beach Boys and Beatles and Adele and Katy Perry and um, it's endless. You can do anything you want on Bells. It's really cool. That's awesome. Definitely. That's very cool. So um, we'll, we'll talk after we're done, but uh, I have questions about your, you have a Christmas album you said that was recorded? That was yes. Recorded? Very cool. Uh, I don't. I can't think of any other questions to ask, Kyle. You probably you may have more than I, unless you feel. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm no, but it's very impressive, and it's. I'm proud to hear that you're enjoying it. You're doing well with it. That you have a second group. I think it's very cool that you what you've done and what you've are starting to expose people to, which is awesome. Yep. Yep. So when am I going to see you in the audience? I know. I got to make that work. And I don't live in Ohio, so I don't have an excuse. <laughs> don't have an excuse. <laughs> we'll talk. I have to see what, what's going on, but we'll, we'll, I have to um, come December by. December 3rd, December 4th, December 10th, <laughs> December 16th, December 18th. Got a lot of choices. I know, I know, I know. Um, and all across Long Island. Yes. Yep. Jenny, thank you so much for being here. Um, it has been just wonderful. I, it's like, like you said, it's not often that we... Uh, bell nerds get to talk to each other so it's been a lot of fun if you're looking to hear uh jenny's bell group uh we'll put the link to her um website in the description remember there are lots of shows coming up in the very near future so be sure to check that out thank you for listening to turn on the music the podcast we hope that you join us next week Follow us on Twitter at Turn On The Music and on Instagram at Turn On The Music Podcast. Do you want to continue the conversation? Please join our Discord. Link is in the show's notes. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music.